Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Over the past several decades, testosterone levels have been plummeting amongst men. And in a study published in 2021 titled Decline in Serum Testosterone Levels Among Adolescents and Young Men in the USA, it was revealed that just between 1999 and 2016, there has been a precipitous drop in total testosterone in young men. And I'm joined today by Jim Laird to discuss the drivers behind this disturbing trend. We're going to talk about how our modern lifestyle is impacting testosterone from our indoor habits to lack of physical labor. He's going to provide actionable steps to combat these challenges. We also talk about why physicians need to learn how to be better coaches. Now, this isn't a knock on physicians, but rather this stems from his work with his business partner, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's actually going to come on the blueprint. This was yet another phenomenal conversation with Jim. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Jim, you and I are both seeing it. I'm in my 40s. I'm assuming you're in your 40s. Um, I'm close to 50. Okay. We're seeing a rapid decline in testosterone level in men, especially at an early age. Guys that are getting on yep. TRT are in their early 30s, some even as young as their late 20s. Yep. In my opinion, TRT is not necessary unless there's like some underlying pathology. I'm talking about these early stages. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think is the driver for this? What do you think is driving down these testosterone levels in young men? I think the first one is indoor lifestyle. People don't realize that the sun regulates your hormones. That morning sun sets all your hormones. The sun is also kind of like a Wi-Fi router. It tells your body what hormones to produce. It helps control blood sugar, nitric oxide, all these things. So I think that's a big one. So you got the average person spends 90% of their day indoors today. A lack of physical manual labor. There's no demand on the body physically. So when the body doesn't have a demand, it's not going to produce those hormones. I think the other part of it is a really cruddy diet that has gotten away from the real food staples that we've used for forever, eggs, steak, those things have become demonized. We're eating a lot of more processed foods. I think there's a lot more toxins and chemicals in the environment. Things like birth control in the water. I think fluoride has a huge part of that. You know, hormone disruptors and deodorant. I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on and on. I think pornography, unfortunately, has a big part of that. I think the fact that we just live a, a sedentary, easy life with no physical demands and there's no real reason for the body to produce those. The body's not going to produce those hormones just for fun. It's going to produce those hormones because there's a need. And then if you're not getting the nutrition to support those and then sleep deprivation, if you're not sleeping, you're not producing testosterone, you're not producing growth hormone, we're turning into Wally, -E, right? So that's essentially what our body is adapting and becoming is this uh, immobile creature that basically sits in front of a screen all day and orders from Uber Eats. And that's what our body is becoming ideally suited for. I mean, I still mow my own grass because I love it, but half the people don't mow their own grass. They don't do any manual labor. Like how many people have, have like actually done a good eight hour hard day's work? I'd say the generation that's coming up, like the percentage of them is like, it's got to be less than 5% of people that actually do real manual labor, like construction work or physical work instead of just being in front of a screen all day. Man. Technology is good, right? Technology, yep. you know, saves lives. Technology makes tasks easier. I was actually just, every morning I get up, I put a weighted vest on and I go walk. 
yep. hand, I just do this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really interesting. I did a DEXA scan before I started doing, so I did start doing this in the spring, like let's say March or February. Sure. I did a DEXA scan somewhere around then. And I did a DEXA scan like three months later, just as kind of a pre-post. And I wasn't even, it was more for something else. And my bone mineral density went up significantly in my legs. Mm-hmm. It was by accident. And I'm looking at this like, what? Oh my gosh, I'm just walking mm-hmm. under load every single day. Thousands yep. and thousands of repetitions. And then you start thinking about like people that are like muscle wasting because they're not lifting and doing things and it's not hard. And to your point, our bodies are adaptation machines. Mm-hmm. If we give it, if we live in a certain state, it's going to adapt for that state. So let's talk about real solutions for real people in a knowledge worker economy. So let's say mo- most of us are working yep. inside mm-hmm. on a computer, whatever. What is your solution to combat this, knowing that most of us aren't in an agrarian society anymore you know, or a hunter gatherer type yeah. society well one is i'm doing my podcast out here on the pool deck so i'm under real light sunshine i spend you can see by my tan i'm very scottish i spend a lot of time out in the morning sun i literally you know for someone who's an office person they allow you to take smoke breaks you take a sun break you go for you know i'll steal stand efforting's 10 minute walks three times a day especially after meals i like call it mini circuits you know i'll give people when they first start like grab your knees like rock on your back back and forth do some bird dogs in a relaxed state, do some rolling around on the floor. You know, I see when I work with older folks, when they have grandkids, all of a sudden they start moving better and they start feeling better. Why? Because their grandkids force them to get down on the floor and play with them. And so getting up and down on the off the floor every day, getting on the floor, I consider the floor the great teacher. That's how we learned how to move. And if you're having movement issues, you need to return to the floor. The floor is going to get you changing pressure in your body. It's going to get you shifting in different ways. If you've lost movement variability, it's going to help give you back some movement variability. It's going to help give you more breathing options by laying on the floor in different ways. So those are all things. I think everybody sits in a desk all day and then they want to go to the gym and they want to fix that with a couple really hard training sessions. No, you need more everyday activity. And then the actual training sessions will actually have an effect Mm. because you'll have the capacity to actually adapt from the intensity Everybody wants to fix things with intensity when the general maintenance, the oil change, the brakes, doing the tire rotations is more important than just going out and throttling things. And if you have a broken car, you don't drive it harder to fix it. You take it to the shop and you get the maintenance done. And the daily human maintenance is maybe sitting in a deep squat. You know, when I'm on these long interviews or I'm on a podcast or I'm working, I'll shift to one butt cheek for a while, shift to the other. I'll sit on a stability ball. I'll sit in tall kneeling. I'll sit in half kneeling. I'll sit in a deep squat. Every 15, 20 minutes, I get up and do some cross connects. So I'm doing things every day. I get down on the floor, do some warm-ups, walking constantly. So you have to literally choose to do these things. And our modern world is great. Trust me, I'm going to use technology, but I'm not going to let the technology use me, right? So I'm going to use the positives, but I'm going to put things in my life, like working outside like I am right now that help me stay human, essentially, because humans are very adaptable creatures. And if you give your body the right stimulus and the right stressors, it's going to adapt in a positive way. And if you throw too many hard stressors on it at once, you're going to have a a negative effect. Uh, It makes a lot of sense. For me personally, morning sunlight, Mm -hmm. frequent breaks, I just take a call. People are like, hey, I need to get hop on a call. It's fine. Great. I'm going outside. And before you know it, like you've racked up like 15,000 steps. 
Yeah. I'll take my calls. I'll take my calls in the middle of the backyard. You know, I'll sit in a chair and set it up out there and I'll be sitting out there and I've tan through clothing and I'll sit out there in the sun and do my call in the middle of the yard, you know, because I practice what I preach. I'm not one of these people that are like telling people to do something and I don't do it myself. I actually do these things, right? I live this lifestyle. In your social media, you're always outside. Well, rarely. Some of the stuff I've been filming lately is I'm doing some gym stuff for some programs we have online. I have no, I'm building a gym in Nicaragua on the beach, so I can do stuff outside. But some of the things, unfortunately, I do have to go inside to use some machines and stuff. But that's like literally 3% of my day. So, wow, Nicaragua, that's pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's pretty awesome. Congratulations on that. Um, thank you. I do have to adjust in the Texas summer heat. Like right now, it's 100 plus degrees every day. Sure. And it's just like, it's hard. Like, it's going it. to be brutal on your body. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, absolutely. You just got to find ways to do it. You well, just- that's why that's why Latina cultures have siestas, right? Mm-hmm. They do most of their work in the morning and then the afternoon they chill in a hammock in the shade. So we've got to roll with the punches, right? So the most people, the, the mistake they make with outdoor lifestyle or or sun exposure is they they don't go out at all and then they go out at the hottest time of the day and they wonder where they have problems when you should be spending the majority of your time outside in the morning and the late evening mm. to help set your clock and then you only need 10 or 15 minutes for us caucasians we only need 10 or 15 minutes of intensity so a lot of the stuff i do outside is early morning late evening which helps me wind up for the day and helps me wind down build that solar callus to build that ability to handle heat and intensity and I grew up in Northern Canada, so you can be highly adaptable. I, I, you know, I went to Nicaragua in January with an Acapulco, was outside all day, never burned once. Anytime I felt like I was getting too much sun, I just went, went in the shade. You know, it's common sense. Have you hit an exercise plateau you just can't get over? Or maybe you're constantly getting injured and have lost motivation to go to the gym. If you've ever experienced any of these things, then check out my email course, How to Stop Exercise Burnout. In this free five-part email course, I'm going to share with you the formula for stopping burnout, how to build an exercise program that prevents you from hitting a wall while predictably delivering results. I also reveal how to use your smartwatch data to end exercise burnout. This is a free email course that I created after getting feedback from going on over 50 podcasts since January and the questions that I was asked. This seems to be a significant issue out there. So I created a course to go ahead and address it head on. So sign up now and learn how to stop exercise burnout and get back to thriving. If you want to sign up, the link is in the show notes. Jim, why do doctors need to become better coaches? You know, it's interesting you say that. I partnered with Dr. Leland Stillman. Oh, it's got to be just over a year ago and started helping him with his practice. And one of the things he said to me, because he had a practice that was based on like one-on-one and he's like, does this ever end? I'm talking to all these patients about the same things all the time. And I said, no, it doesn't end. I said, you know, I had clients for 20 years and guess what? I was hammering them over the head. And you know this from being a division one coach, you're constantly reminding these people the basic fundamentals, get outside, sleep, good nutrition. And when people fall off the path, it's usually because they don't have, they got some stressor in their life that pulls them away from their eating habits. So they start doing bad habits. You've got to constantly reinforce these things and pull these people back. And he would work with these people and he gave me a sheet. He's like, well, this is what I go over on each call. And I said, okay, so week one is this, week two is that, week three. I was like, did you ever check back and make sure they were actually doing week one before you moved on to week two? He's like, well, I never thought of that. And so I, I started basically working with his people and helping him. And 
I would never really get past chapter three. You know, I was constantly working on the first three and people started getting really great results and they were having good results before with him. No, don't get me wrong. But he said to me, he's like, I really don't understand how to coach. And I said, yes, you don't because <laughs> you're, you're interpreting labs, you're prescribing things, you're adjusting things, but you don't know how to follow up because you're not seeing these people on a regular basis. So my job became checking in with these people weekly making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and then troubleshooting and talking them off cliffs. Like we had one lady, mother of like four, super busy. And we gave her a course to go through and I gave her habits and she got all wound up about EMF. She like skipped to chapter eight. She was all bent out of shape about it. And I was like, okay, so are you getting outside every day and walking? No. Are you eating a protein at every meal? No. Are you drinking high quality water? No. Are you getting the lights off at night? No. Are you spending more time with your friends and taking time for you? No. I said, so you have none of the five fundamental things. Are you unplugging your Wi-Fi router at night? That's something simple you can do. No, I'm not doing that. So let's push that away. Other than unplugging your Wi-Fi router at night, let's push the EMF away until we actually have the basic foundational habits down. She started focusing on that. And guess what? She had great results. A lot of people chase shiny objects and they don't ever do the basics. And so a lot of times, even people, when it comes to hormone replacement or peptides, those are all things that have their place. But most doctors don't really have the time in their practice to go through these things and sit down with people. And that's why we've went in our practice to more of a coaching practice. Even on the medical side, when you sign up for us on the medical side, there's weekly group coaching where we coach people through these things. And then we have a coaching side of the practice where we have group coaching where Dr. Stillman and I can work with larger groups of people. And he still has some one-on-one touches with people, but a lot of people learn from the group coaching. So it's the constant reinforcement of lifestyle change and then helping these people troubleshoot their lifestyle. And most people don't change on a dime unless they've got like some terminal disease or something. It takes a lot of people, like there's clients I had in Lexington that would take a year before they started following my advice. Mm. Like I listened to this guy preaching about this for a year to all the other clients. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And they come back and like, I thought you were nuts at first, but I started going outside in the mornings. I started walking outside three times a day. I feel so much better. I've lost weight. I finally listened to you. What can I do next? So a lot of times, as as you know, with athletes, it takes repeated talking and exposure to get these people to buy in. And a lot of times, a lot of people we deal with are super high achievers. They have horrible self-awareness. You know, that's why we use the aura ring. We like because we can wear it in airplane mode. But a lot of people don't understand how much stress they're under until they see their respiratory rate, till they see their resting heart rate, till they see their HRV score. They don't realize how much stress they're actually under. And then we actually have to go install some habits. They're going to help with that because most people have a collection of bad habits that they double down on under stress. And we need to replace those habits so that when people get under stress, they double down on the good habits and not on the bad habits. Before you take off today, make sure to hit that subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are joining us from so that you never miss another episode. Thanks again for listening to The Blueprint, and I'll see you soon.